Welcome to the Trusted Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Iroquois Group. Iroquois is your trusted advisor in all things insurance. I'm Edwin K. Morris. Carol Cole is the Assistant Vice President of Business Development at XS Brokers and works out of the Philadelphia office. She also is the Director of the Social Media Team. Her experience in marketing and management includes commercial lines, personal lines, agriculture, professional liability, and flood programs. What is an ES line? ES, ENS, what is that? So ENS basically is the specialized part of the industry. And what we do is we place um, things that the standard market doesn't want to insure. It can fluctuate a little bit because the standard market might um, change a little bit. But for the most part, it would be things like coastal property, Um, It would be things like new ventures. So somebody wants to open up their own restaurant um, or a landscaper. For example, my landscaper, he worked for somebody else for many years. Um, He decided to go out on his own. His kids could now drive so he could hire his children. And so he went out and um, started his own business. Could be environmental, things with um, gas, oil, solar, things that are in high protection classes, protection class nines and tens, things, properties with losses, things like that. So it sounds like it's uh, kind of in this speculation realm? Um, I don't think it would be speculation per se. Um, It's basically the standard market. They kind of know what they like and they like, um, I don't want to say cookie cutter type things, but they like things that they Mm. know to do. And where um, we have specialized underwriters who are trained to, to write those specialized risks. So we have people that go to seminars, Um, Some of my underwriters, they'll go to the PLUS conference, Um, they go to WSIA. So those are things um, like the professional lines, underwriting society, the wholesale surplus industry associations. The underwriters get a lot of training. For example, I have an underwriter right now that she's in the fourth month of her training. She does Mm-hmm. work with some agents a little bit, but she's totally supervised. Nothing that goes out to an agent right now is not supervised and looked at before it goes mm-hmm. out. So that's four months of training and she's not even going out yet and talking to agents on her own. So we're very, we're very particular um, and we want to make sure that we do it, do everything and do it right. Well, that leads into that idea then if it takes, if you just don't walk in and start selling or working in this, this part of the industry, What's licensing like? Do you, is there a special license or? So the retail agents, if they come to us, they do not need a special license. So they'll just use their regular license. So any surplus lines licenses that are needed, the wholesaler such as mine, um, will already take care of. So we can handle all of that. Um, so yes, yeah, so the retail agent can just come to us as long as they're licensed in that particular state. Mm. Um, so for example, every once in a while, I do get somebody who will say, hey, can I write in Florida? And if they have a license, they absolutely can write in Florida. But if they're, um, let's say, a Pennsylvania agent and they don't have a license in Florida, then I really should not be allowing them to place any Florida business with us. But they can just use their regular license. Well, you gave a couple examples of what that normally might be for cases. Uh, anything that's a kind of a crazy or really interesting situation that this would have been specifically sought out for? Um, in our office, we kind of have a had a weird one lately. Um, And when I tell agents, they kind of look at me with a funny face. We have um, a gentleman who I guess he's basically um, an embalmer. And, you know, everybody seems to have tattoos nowadays. So when people pass away, this gentleman will take the tattoo and he can create like a memorial and then give it to the family members. Oh, (laughs) wait a minute. Wait a minute now. (laughs) 
Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. We insured that. <laughs> and I told his sales are doing really well. I just talked to my underwriter the other day and he said, yeah, he's just, the sales are doing really oh, well. My. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, that, that, that tops the level of interesting for sure. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, so we've talked about the licensing. How long is the training program and how Often does that have to be re-addressed? Uh, well, and for agents, there's really no training. Basically, for agents, what I do is I'm basically the relationship liaison between my company, the wholesaler, and the um, the agents. So basically, what I do is um, I educate the agents on um, our appetite, but they don't do any of the quoting. So they send everything into my team and my team does all of the quoting. So we have um, binding authority. Mm. We have binding authority underwriters. So basically in-house, we would um, have the pen. So we actually act as the underwriter and companies give us the authority to actually bind on their behalf. So we have a host of companies that allow us to do that. If for some reason something comes into us and it can't be bound in-house, then we take it to our brokerage specialty team. And then what they'll do is they'll take it um, out to market. Got it. And when all that happens, basically, we just then ship it back to the agent and say, hey, this is what we think is the best option for you. What do you think? Um, and then there's some back and forth too. Sometimes agents will say, Hey, I don't really need the Cadillac of coverage. Um, we had one a while back, the agent came back and he said, Hey, I don't, I don't need these three coverages. Can you take them off? And then I could save my insured a little bit of money. How does that agent find you? Um, so basically if an agent's looking for a wholesaler, I would, um, contact your big eye, um, the PIA, you could ask your standard marketing reps, um, look on LinkedIn, ask fellow agents, you know, who are you having good success with? I know we're at a lot of conventions like myself, for example, I'll be going to Pittsburgh Eye Day in about three months. I'll also be doing the PIA of New York, New Jersey and Atlantic City. So I'll have a booth. Um, and then I personally post on LinkedIn quite a bit too, both um, for excess brokers, as well as for uh, my own personal page too. So it's usually pretty easy for an agent to find a wholesaler. They just have to find somebody that's a good fit for them. Mm -hmm. Is there a bit of a myth of this being a substandard coverage? Well, I think that if an agent hasn't heard of a particular company sometimes, then they think right away it's non-standard or substandard. So I had an agent a while back who um, called and he said, hey, Carol, I'm looking for some high value homeowners. Do you have any options? And I said, yes, I do. And he asked some of the companies. So when I told him the companies, they weren't companies he had heard of. They didn't have big fancy ads on TV. So right away, he made the assumption that it was substandard coverage. And I said, oh, absolutely. I said, nothing could be further from the truth. Mm. Um, and in fact, even in certain realms, um, for example, sometimes our um, standard or our admitted carriers sometimes will offer things like vacant property, for example. They might offer something on um, an actual cash value basis, which includes depreciation. They might just put it on a basic form where my team, we can put it on um, replacement cost. We can put it on special form, which would give you um, water damage, uh, would include weight of snow or ice. So a lot of times we can sometimes mm. do um, just as good, if not better sometimes than what the standard market actually offers for, for those lines that we really are comfortable with and we really like and our, and our carriers really like as well. Where do you find that? So that's a relationship understanding that you have just through experience and you've, you've dealt with these organizations that say most people didn't know they like you're in, in your example, they didn't know about those companies. How do you check the financial stability of large ENS carriers? Um, there's AM Best, and that's a, a rating company, and they look at 
um, the financial stability. They look at our catastrophic exposures, you know, how much business do we have in Florida or California and how much is there. Um, so, for example, Lloyd's of London has been around since 1688. They have $54 billion in assets. Um, Scottsdale's another company, A-plus rated, $157 billion, and that's billion with a B. <laughs> Um, in assets um, owned by Nationwide. Um, Pen America is another company that we use, A-rated. They trade on the NASDAQ. So some of these companies are, are huge. In fact, sometimes, again, sometimes they're bigger than some of the standard companies, um, mutual hmm. companies that sometimes our retail agents are using. Where is the future of this for you? For ENS or for me personally? Yes. 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 Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> well, I actually love the, personally, I love the ENS side of the business. Um, I did start out um, more on um, the non-standard or standard side of the business. And so I worked for an ENS carrier for about eight years before I jumped over to excess brokers. And, um, and I actually love it. Um, it was funny. I was actually traveling with an Iroquois um, marketing manager um, last year and he traveled with me and we were sitting talking to some agents and he goes, oh my gosh, he's like, I love your job. He's like, you say yes to almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest, we don't write everything. I, I do have a couple of things that we, we don't write. Um, for example, my company, we just don't write any primary auto. That's just not a line that we've wanted to get into. So I do turn that away. But, um, but 99 times out of 100, I usually can try to find a market for somebody. So it is kind of mm. nice. Um, I do say yes pretty often more so than when I worked in the standard market. So that is nice. Mm -hmm. And then um, for our company, um, we're about a $210 million company. We've got eight offices and we're continuing to grow. Um, we're second generation family run. So we're super excited about the future of ENS and um, you know the future growth that we have coming up. Well, that is all very exciting. And I'm glad to see you smile when you say that because you can tell that <laughs> that joy that happiness that what you get out of this is very important to you thank you for sharing your experience today thank you for having me it was great to be here thanks for listening to this edition of the trusted advisor podcast brought to you by iroquois group iroquois your trusted advisor for all things insurance and remember get out of the office and sell this program was recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio on the grounds of Chautauqua Institution. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I invite you to join me for the next edition of the Trusted Advisor Podcast. Podcast.